Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel and Leisure Show. Hey, everybody. Today, travel writer Eva Eldridge is taking us to Cabo San Lucas. Uh, that's where she recently was. Her and her husband had a fabulous trip that involved going sailing, seeing dolphins and whales, and a whole bunch of cool food and beautiful beaches. And when she was there, it rained a little bit. So she got this beautiful verdant green that you don't always see in Cabo. So welcome back, Eva. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Another day, another day in paradise. Uh, you know, reading your article about Cabo, I'm like, well, we're surrounded by snow. I think we might want to go to Cabo next. <laughs> you know, get a little sunshine. You know, sounds good to me. But um, I do want people to know that the link to your articles in the radio show show notes. So check it out there. It's also up on blendradioandtv.com. But um, it sounded like you had a really good time. I completely enjoyed that town i had no idea i'd never been there before and um i don't know i was just up for anything and it was unexpected and and i kind of fell in love with it it was the people were nice the scenery was beautiful um the weather was nice it was um just uh, an unexpected place because you expect beach towns and uh, lots of tourist stuff, and there was, but it wasn't, it wasn't really what I expected for Mexico. Mm. You, I know you stayed in a condo, which was like an Airbnb kind of rental thing, right? But yes. you, you and you and Jeff, your husband, seemed to have a good time just kind of seeing the other side of Mexico, more of the localized kind of adventure. We like doing that a lot when we travel. If we're, we don't usually do tours and stuff, so we just kind of fly in or drive in and find a place and then go from there. So when we were, we had rented a car and we drove in from the airport. We he parking is is a challenge, so we were trying to find some place to eat. And the first couple places it says pull in here. Well, it's like where am I supposed to park? There's no place to park. So he finally found a place off this side street, which was, you know, I'm just driving for the first time in southern Mexico. And we finally, we, if there was parking, there was right parking right on the street. There was, you know, a few steps to this um, literally hole in the wall where they had tongue tacos and we had a wonderful experience and the food was great. Mm. Birria and tacos de lingua. Oh, the lingua. So lingua is the tongue. Yes. Now a lot of people are going to shy away from that, you know? Yes. But okay. So what does it taste like? What does tongue taste like? Tastes like meat. Like beef. Like beef. Yeah. So maybe just a tiny bit chewier. My mother used okay. to cook. My mother used to cook tongue. She's German, and she would boil it, chop it up, and then put vinegar and salt and onions in it, and make like pickled tongue. And we would eat that on boiled potatoes. That's a German dish. There, yeah. they grilled it. So a mm. lot of grilled tongue and uh, uh, tacos de cabeza. A lot of head meat. I'm mm. not all sure. We just had the tongue. I was. I was good with that. And then the birria mm. is just regular old stewed beef, usually. What was interesting is that you took a um, cooking class. And what I loved is that you not only did he take you through the Mercado, but you also went to the local grocery stores. And when Nancy and I used to live in Mexico, it was like it was really developing up. Like, you know, they had what was called a, 
Pelicanos, uh, fres- is Fresco, Fresca, I think. No, Fresco's Fresco. a drink. And, Fresco, um, Fresco is a grocery store too. Yeah. And it was getting bigger and bigger. And I think like Walmarts and the Pizza Huts and everything were coming in. So there was the, the Americanization coming in. And that's everyone's choices that, you know, are from there. Um, but it, it's, so you had, you could do what you wanted as a traveler, right? You could kind of feel yes. like, home but at the same time going through the market for that cooking class had to have been one just I know you made mole and we'll get we'll get to that because I know you're very excited about the mole I am too but going through the market had to be really interesting it isn't any different than really going through Pike Street Market, you know, when they have the fruit and vegetable vendors and the fish market and, you know, the meat markets. They had one in when I was in Baltimore, there was a market like that. And I think there's like in, you know, Chinatown, there's these, you know, markets where they like farmers markets where they have everything and that's what the little mercado was like so we got to pick out you know our limes and and our avocados and all you know all the stuff we needed to make our mole and our dinner at that market and he picked out the chicken from the i want to say the chicken vendor but from the meat market and the chicken was you know like when i buy it from the farmer's market here it's all bit fat and yellow the fat on it is very yellow and it was um oh my god it was good the the chicken went they just boiled it and we used the broth and the mole but the chicken was delicious it was very flavorful Mm. so yeah going i love and i like shopping at farmer's markets anyway i haven't done it because they closed our walk-through market and made it a drive-through market but um i like doing that because I like seeing what the local people are growing and eating. Yeah. And I mean, cause you're in Tucson. So was it a little bit different? I mean, did they have things like Nepales and, and, uh, Chamoya and things like that? We can get all that here. Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's we can get all home. of that here. Yeah. You go to the right market and you can find everything. You can go to Lily's or you can go to food city, especially the one on the South side. You can find just, I could find everything I found in Mexico there at the food city. So wow, it's nice. That's cool though. Well, did he, did, when you went through, did your instructor teach you how to pick things, how to like, yeah, get this kind of avocado. But then when it's really fresh, normally you don't have the issues you do in a regular grocery store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, limes. He taught us how to pick out limes and the limes hmm. were Get the limes that aren't bumpy. Get the smoother limes because those have more juice to them and are easier to squeeze. Oh, wow. So so when you go to the store, you'll see, you know, like really textured limes or lemons or whatever. Get the ones that are smoother. They're juicier. Hey, now wait, did you use that for your hibiscus margaritas that he taught you how to make? Um, What, those limes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, we squeezed, the bunch of us squeezed 40 limes and we used those, that lime juice. He already had the hibiscus syrup made up. Mm. So, and but the hibiscus, with- oh, that, if you're squeezing a bunch of limes, you deserve extra margaritas, I think. Yeah, and I took advantage of that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so is he taking the hibiscus blossoms to make the syrup? You get them dried. You can get them down at Food City. You buy it. Mm-hmm 
either in a package or they had it bulk there. You buy it dried and you just boil them up and then you have to strain them a lot. There's a lot of dirt in them. So I, I've got a batch of it in the freezer, but you strain it and then add sugar. You need to add sugar because it's quite tart. Okay. So yeah, that's what he did. I drink hibiscus tea a lot. I love hibiscus. It's it's good. just it's really good. It's very refreshing. Very refreshing. Now I know if I don't get to the mole, you're going to get mad. You had a good mole <laughs> mole time. Tell us about the mole cooking because that that sounded to me like that's something like I, I think I told you before the show and one of our conversations that there was this the pollo place in Ensenada that. I went in that one night. We had this amazing chicken dish with the mole and I've never recovered and they've never made it the same again. And I've never, it's like you're chasing that flavor and you can never, I mean, it from reading your article, it seems like I'll never get it right because apparently so many ingredients go into a mole. And I think every region and every cook has their own recipe. And I mm. think that's the trick. But I became fascinated with mole. I actually have a book here on how to make it, but I kind of got fascinated with it because you're supposed to burn the chilies and then wash them to get the burnt taste out and then do this and do that. And there's a bunch of different steps to that particular recipe. Well, he didn't teach us that. What he taught us, he had all, and I think I had pictures of all the different kinds of chilies he had already. And what we did was fry them in oil. So we, they're, you know, dried mm-hmm. um, chilies and we fried them in oil. I've I never believe, heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then did we have, I think he, I think he, he, um, we, we, we broke off the tops, but I can't, I actually can't remember that right at the moment. I think I did, but I fried, when I made it here, I, Broke, I fried all the chilies in oil and then you started adding and you fried almost everything like the tortilla and the piece of bread and the tomatilla and the tomatoes and all wow. the stuff that you, all the ingredients you put in there, you fried it first and then you dumped it in the broth and he used chicken broth. I think you could use vegetable broth, right? Mm-hmm. To If you want a vegetarian version of this, which would be just as easy as you would do that all, you know, you put everything in vegetable broth and you cook it and there were raisins and lots of, and like the spices, you put it on a dry skillet and heated up the spices in a dry skillet, not in the fat, in in oil to, you know, make them more aromatic. And um, the nuts were the same thing. You, you toasted the nuts in a dry pan and then added it to the broth. And then once you added all the stuff and there was onions and, and the, there were 30, at least 32 ingredients on my list. Um, and once you're done wow. with all of that, you throw it in the broth and let it cook and then you blend it. So I didn't have the super duper blender that he had, but what I did was took the immersion blender first mm-hmm. to it. And then I poured it into my regular blender. And it made, and and I didn't quite like my version of it. I ended up adding more cocoa powder, just real good cocoa powder to it and a tiny bit more salt. And then it got, it was the flavor that I enjoyed. So I think you can tweak that. You can change the nuts on it. You know, there's peanuts and pepitas and lots of sesame in Mm. there. And, um, I think there was almond in what we had, and it's definitely had some cocoa, some kind of chocolate in there, but not too heavy 
because it was going on chicken. It was like well, the no, sauce going all, on the chicken. All of the mole is cocoa, has, is okay. a co- chocolate-based sauce. Well, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, but you don't taste it. It's not sweet chocolate. It's... Yeah, it's not. You just have that, like, take that. It's almost like an aftertaste, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like a, a rich... breeze in your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a complex flavor. And I like, because he had used Chipotle in there too. And I liked that Ooh. smoked flavor in there. Mm. And it was very, by the time mine got, by well, even by the time he got done with it, because I didn't care for mole much in the past. I haven't cared for it. But I, you know, we get older and we, this thing fascinated me. And that's why I wanted to go to that mm. particular cooking class because he was making mole. Mm. And I thought it was delicious. And it could have been the margaritas that contributed to that. <laughs> but Hey, but, but you know, but I think that this going to a cooking class in a, in a different town and, and learning something traditional, it, it gets you to understand the community that you're actually in visiting. Did you feel that while you were there or did yes. that kind of come later? No, I love that part of it um, because that's one of their foods, right? It's it's here in Tucson because we're in Tucson, but how likely are you to find mole where you are in all mm-hmm. your travels unless you get a jar of it off the shelf, which is not the same as what we made, right? Mm-hmm. And we ate, we ate, I mean, the homemade, the tortillas, their tortilla chips there are different than what we have here in Tucson. They're thicker mm-hmm. and yeah. denser. And have a lot more flavor than some of the chips we get here. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff. Not well, that yeah, much and you're, seafood. You're doing Baja too. Baja cuisine, which is different than Sonoran. You know, yes. it is different. And so I'm used to those very thick chips. And so when it's like chili chilies, you know, I love my chili chilies, right? That is the right tortilla chip for it. It's just, yes. you can't, it's, it's just different everywhere. But I mean... Why are we talking about all this food? This is really cruel. I'm just Part saying. Of the fun of traveling. Yeah, I know. But the tortilla chips, you're really right about them being thick. And it's almost they're, It's almost like a bread, like a fried bread almost the way they are. But not quite that level. You know, right. it's, right. it's mm, maybe well, like peanut thing- bread chips. That's almost like that. Almost. But, they're a little tougher, though. Yeah, but yeah. I think. One of the things that I didn't, we didn't have, I didn't know anything about were the, was the green juice. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And that was, that was, they had a variety of that. Every restaurant we went to that had the green juice was different. So some of it was very, very fruity, but it had nopales in it Mm. and celery. Nopales and celery were the two main ingredients in all of the varieties. And some of them were very celery. And I like that, but a lot of people don't. And then pineapple juice or orange juice as a base and parsley. And I don't know, they were all slightly different. And boy, and some of them had pineapple juice base. It was, oh my God, I loved it. Was it thick and pulpy or was it thin? No, it was thicker, but not halfway between pulpy and real thin. Okay, was, so not like yeah. a smoothie, yeah. Not quite like a smoothie, no. A little thinner mm-hmm. than a smoothie. Cool. I will. Celery is so good for diabetes, so good for your body. I mean, it's like we all eat two stalks of celery a day would be a lot healthier. Healthier. It's like that's like the thing. It's good for your your um blood sugar for temp. What's it? Blood 
high blood pressure, all of that stuff. It's really, really good. And, um, and it's salty, you know, depending. Not to me, but that's okay. I love celery. Yeah. Celery. I mean, I could chow down on that every single day, but to make a juice out of it, that's cool to put. And I would think like putting green apple with celery would be good. Ooh. Well, that was in some of, that was in some mm-hmm. of it too. That was apple juice, you know, green apples and. I don't know. It was a great, it was a great drink and every version of it I had was different, but still tasty. I wonder if they put aloe in any of it. Yeah. Some of them did. Yeah. That's healthy, man. That's good. Wow. Yeah. I figured, I figured if I drank a glass of that, it it countermanded all the darn tortilla chips I ate. It's like, (laughs) yeah, that's it. Here's the balance. Well, because you went around a bit, you you had some nice dinners. Tell us about going out on the ocean. That had to be awesome. We just did the tours there. So we did the booze cruise, which was a sunset cruise, and it was a sailboat. And so, you know, you and a bunch of people get on a sailboat, and they take you out to the Arch in the Rock, you know, and you get to watch the sunset there. And then they reach through the, so you're sitting on the cabin, right? All of us are sitting on the cabin and they open the windows below you and grab your ankles to hand you your drinks, which the first time they do that, it's like, what What are you doing? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, you know, and you had your choice of drinks. Uh, Tequila, of course, was the name, was it for me, but, um, and then we got to watch the sunset and that first night on that sailboat, it was lovely. We got great views. They took us, you know, they took pictures of us or, you know, you buy the package and you get the pictures, which was good. It was fun. That was funny. We got to talk to people from all over the country and a lot of Mexican local, you know, Mexican people too. There were people, all kinds of different people on that, on that sailboat. So that was fun. Mm. And then we did a dinner cruise with our friends. Um, uh, also, it was a, not a sailboat or it might have. Uh, it wasn't, they didn't have the sail up. They did put the sail up on the sail cruise. I think the sail was up and they were still motoring, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then the dinner cruise was just the same kind of thing. You, you know, you talk to a bunch of new people and, and the people sitting across from us um, were actually going to the same concert Jeff and I were going to the next month. So they were coming to Phoenix to see Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel. We didn't see oh, yeah. him there, unfortunately. There were, you yeah. know, a few thousand people, but um, we had a great time with that. And they had excellent food, steaks and asparagus, you know, and that fancy stuff. So that was fun. And did fun. you see dolphins and whales? Whales. The whales were just coming in. So the mm-hmm. day we did the sail, the booze cruise was the whales were just heading into Baja, California, right? In, up into the Sea of Cortez. And mm. so they were starting, just starting to come in. And by the time we did the, um, uh, it was almost a week later when we did the dinner cruise, there were a lot more of them. The mm. pods were coming in to the Sea of Cortez. And that's great fun to watch that's those, amazing. those sail, those whales breach. Ah. ah, that's magic. So going out to eat in other places, what was that like? You, I know you were talking about the little taco place in the beginning, um, cruising obviously amazing but i know you did some other restaurants overall it seems like you could do all kind i mean because you've got those big resorts there too so it seems like you could do a little bit of everything we didn't do too much of the resort stuff what we did was jeff would find a 
uh, go searching for restaurants and he would go and he'd say, here, drive here. And we would drive to some very interesting area. You know, once again, the streets <laughs> are tight are tight, and, and the traffic is a little crazy, but we would we would drive to some place and um, find a place to park. And, and these little restaurants were gems. The food was excellent. We went down to the tourist place too in Cabo. We took an Uber down there mm. because parking. So mm -hmm. there's a couple of times we took Ubers and, and walked along, you know, the tourist shops and found, let's, let's try this restaurant here. Okay. Let's seat here. And we didn't get a clinker once there. Wow. So that was like, Mexico, and then Mexico knows, I mean, it's like the food there is just, well, I, I don't know if it's so fresh. Afraid, it's, I think people sometimes are afraid of it. You know, they're afraid of Montezuma's revenge or whatever, but I didn't really have any problems like that at all. Um, we didn't have problems like that at all. Uh, we ate everywhere. We ate salads. We went to Flora Farms, which was in Cabo San Jose, which is where the mm -hmm. cooking school was. And Flora Farms is they grow their own food out there. It was it's, I had artist shops and stuff, and it was excellent food, excellent. Awesome. you know salads and pizza and stuff like that but it was excellent and it's all locally grown mm. that's that's what i miss when we lived in, uh south of ensenada in an area called la bufadora uh punta banda and it's like punta banda de la bufadora where the blowhole is and that's where they grow um all these vegetables the baby vegetables for predominantly the u.s and you would get them locally and it's like i can't you know Baby carrots are, I mean, real baby carrots, not carrots shaved down to baby carrots. We're talking real baby carrots. Like you don't, you don't even want to put extra, you, you just, just eat, eat them, them as they are. And I wonder about the ingredients in Mexico being, they're more farm to table than ever. And then they know the spices, these amazing concoctions. It's like, I think like mole is almost like making garam masala, you know, getting yes. that kind of blend i mean it, there's an art to it and it comes down through families doesn't it the generations of these these you know these mixtures these amazing recipes you know right oh. yeah and they're fam family and regionally orient um centered and i like that and i like exploring that so and i don't know that you could ever recreate it exactly when you mm. come back home but i think we're lucky here because we have such a hispanic population and mm -hmm. we have access to a lot more of that stuff than may, many people do in the country but mm -hmm. i'm thrilled i was and i like the people there you know it was the same thing the people were friendly mm -hmm. and nice and and you know the all the uber drivers were you know that we talked to them and yeah. it's like yeah we're here because we could get a job or the people that a couple of the resorts too you know the pay is good and they didn't mind, you know, catering to us obnoxious tourists because mm -hmm. they were making a better living mm -hmm. than they would at home. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just a little jealous cause I, I kind of miss Mexico. I've always missed living there and I loved living there. I absolutely adored it. And, and the people are so sweet and it's like, you know, you go to eat at a restaurant um, and when you live there too, it changes a bit. You know, it's an expat community, but you become part of each other's lives. You right. know, I, I remember when our friend passed away, he supported the local soccer team or football team, whichever you want to call it, 
whatever, you know, and, you know, the local kids and he passed away and they played a, an actual match just for him. Like the Aww. two opposing sides came together in his name to honor him. And that's, nice. that's the, that's the, um, they didn't have to, you know, they didn't have to do anything, but they did, you know, that's the kind of people. And you, it's, I, I think when you go back, which I'm assuming you will, you're going to find that you meet the same people again and they're going to remember you, you know, yeah, if you I go back so. soon enough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah, we have a few other things to do between now and then, but I would go back there if given the opportunity and time, I would definitely go back mm-hmm. there. We'd probably go, you know, find a different Airbnb maybe to stay at, but but uh I didn't I didn't get any, you know, sometimes you go someplace and you get hinky feelings that you just don't feel right about a place. I didn't get sure. any of that down there at all. That's awesome. And the beaches aren't swim beaches so much, right? They're kind of rocky and the undertow mm-hmm. is vicious and the waves were kind of vicious. So it's not, I was surprised. I expected beach time and I didn't really get beach time, but that was okay. I totally enjoyed being there. And mm-hmm. I love the view of the ocean and the rocks and all the other I stuff. I like the was... drama ocean, the, the drama beaches to me more than the, let's just sit on our butt beach, you know. Well, and I'm a little over being sunburned and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fried. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 We've all been there. <laughs> You're in the desert. We know. Yeah. We well, know. I, and, and I stay in and cover up, stay out of the sun. So I'm not that I love the sun, but I don't like burning myself with it anymore. Yeah. No, no. So where's next for you as a, as a destination travel wise? Colorado Springs. Ah, that's nice and warm. No, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be in, I'm leaving on the 1st, on February 1st to go to mm-hmm. Superstars, that writing conference I go to. Mm-hmm. So I'll be there for almost two weeks. <laughs> we might see you on the road. <laughs> you never know with our travels, but you, well, you tra- and if you're, we'll, we'll work on that maybe. And, um, <laughs> There's yeah. something in March that I can't remember. Oh, we have Festival of Books in March. Tucson That's Festival a big deal. Of Books. Oh, yeah. Tell everybody because you've also got your anthology that people will be able to get there, right? Yeah. And you can still get it off my website now. There's a link on my website. And um, Trouble in Tucson. Um, yep. Trouble in Tucson. And um, yes, we'll be selling it in person at uh, the third largest book festival in the country, which yeah. is held at the U of A campus. Uh, March 9th and 10th. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And awesome. we will so, have a booth. We we have mm-hmm. a booth called Trouble in, oh, no, Trouble in Tucson. Tucson. It, Tucson. Is, it is. Tucson Sisters in Crime. And we'll have yeah. a bunch of authors there and we'll have, Lindsay will be selling her book bags and we'll be selling, authors will be signing their books and selling their books. It'll be fun. There's That's nice. Lots of people. And then, and uh, for the audience, if you go to their booth, since it's the Tucson Sisters in Crime, I wouldn't eat or drink anything you're offered. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm we just did a kidding. show about that. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. We've had some fun shows and we'll get the, the Tucson Sisters. I was going to say, we'll get the sisters back on the show, but you do have some brothers in there too. So <laughs> we do. 
Well, I think it's a fantastic organization. Every time, you know, you guys come on the show, I get the giggles because it's like there's no limit of where your mind can go because of the creativity of, you know, plotting murders or mysteries and things. And, and, you know, it's, it's creative fun. And I think it's, it's great for everyone to twist their creative muscles and, you know, push them out a little bit. And, you know, I just kind of get a little warped, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. Well, um, our feisty felines and other fantastical familiars, the anthology I put together in grad school is available for pre-order. See, so, um, and it's on my, it's on my Facebook page. You can find that link to my, on my Facebook page, but um, it just came out. We're just getting it, starting it now, but that is a whole collection of like very unusual stories too. Um, so <laughs> Fun. Everyone check that out. Go to EvaEldridge.com. Again, the link's in the show notes, as as well as her link to her, uh, I was going to say her recipe, because now I want the mole, mole recipe, as well as a link to her article as well. And then next time we see Eva, we're going to see if we can get her to do a video of making mole. How about that? We've got the red chilies. I look Scary. at the face. She's like, no, it's not going to happen. We'll, well see. It took, it took days to get that together. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Eva. Always fun. And we'll see you soon sometime this year. <laughs> I hope so. Take care and drive you safely. Too. You too. You too. <laughs> thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel and Leisure Show, brought to you by Big Blend Magazines. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com or BlendRadioAndTV.com. Happy travels! <laughs>